very, very, very um, small limp penis. Welcome back. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for hanging with us. I know we started off, we did an episode for Claire Crawley's debut as The Bachelorette, and then we went dark for a week. Because the World Series, you know, there's a lot of games on. It's hard to give The Bachelorette the time it deserves, that you guys deserve. So we're back now. The World Series is over. The Dodgers are the world champions. Everything is right with the world. And we're back balls deep in The Bachelorette. I'm joined now, as I am every week, by Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Dodgers, uh, we did it. And we did it. No, we are the kings of two things. I, I just I figured this out last night. Yep. Um, in 1981, and you and I are both old enough. I'm definitely old enough yep. to remember it. I remember. 1981, the strike hit. There were like 80 games. Yep. We won the title. That's right. Uh, this year, 60 games. We won the title. I think, and there's a sentiment going around that uh, baseball should should uh you know trim down the games to about a hundred i think that works in the dodgers advantage obviously we're the kings of the shortened season we are and los angeles is the first city to ever have two major sports championships in the year of a worldwide pandemic (laughs) so so the 1918 cincinnati reds and the whatever the basketball team they didn't have at the time they didn't also win under the spanish flu pandemic nope wow so los angeles has carved out its niche so the the next pandemic that we can't get control of we'll we'll keep an eye on all those sports teams i didn't obviously i'm a huge laker fan if you define huge laker fan as someone that hasn't watched an entire lakers game since they won the title in 2010, then then I'm the biggest Laker fan in the world. Uh, But, and it was cool that they won the title. It was cool for LeBron and everything, but it wasn't, uh, I wasn't super fired up and into it. I don't know the bubble thing, the like playing in front of nobody. It just, I just could the whole like kind of mercenary Lakers. I just, I'm, I'm stoked that the Lakers won the championship and, you know, I definitely, I didn't want any other team to win the NBA title except for our Lakers. But this this Dodger thing to me has just been so hard fought. And these guys have been to the World Series three times. And it's basically all the same guys. And it's just, uh, you know, it was it was really cathartic to I was thinking, win this World Series. I was thinking that too. Like, that's the thing about this team. And it's so rare in baseball that the core group of these guys – we're all homegrown. I mean, yep. Turner, Turner, we like to claim as our own, but we got him off the trash heap from the Mets. But he was a but, non-roster invitee. Uh, like, he was out he of baseball. He became the player he is on the Dodgers. Yep. So it's like, you can kind of add that there. Pollock is just a waste of space. I mean, obviously, Mookie Betts probably... Well, Pollock, dude, Pollock had a nice year. Kind of. Kind of? I'm not a big fan. Oh, he so carried Betts, the team for a couple weeks. 
I think Betts earned his massive contract with this championship. So much better than advertised. I don't because, you know, I didn't have really any exposure to Mookie other than when the Dodgers lost to the Red Sox in the World Series. And he didn't really go off. You know, that was like a very much a pitching dominated World Series. There was not a lot of runs scored. And so I was like, I know this guy's good and he's, you know, he's really good. And then he got traded to the Dodgers and they gave him that huge contract. And then out of the gate. This guy is fucking remarkable. He is so good. How do you have a player like that on your team and trade him away? It's not like it's not like they're the Rays or the Marlins. The Red Sox are arguably the richest team in the game. What, how could they give this guy away? It's insane. That's that's what I've, I've been asking that question, and that's like commonly asked question. I want answers. Media, but yeah. my thing is, like, there are you know. You can count the number of five tool players on one hand. Yep. They don't come around often. The Dodgers actually did this deal to where they're they're not going to have to pay them for I think this season and next. Yeah. Like it's a it's a great deal for them. And then you know his his market value will be so much more than they're going to pay him in five years from now. But yep. anyways, the my my point originally was. Because they're all homegrown guys, we've gotten to know and love these guys. Totally. And, and then Pedro Baez is a guy that everyone just kind of has a, a an awkward relationship with. Well, but, but, he, but but he's part of the family. He throws hard, but he's he takes roughly eleven minutes between pitches. Right, and he okay. got his his I've, teeth punched in the other night, and that was Dave Roberts' fault. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, thank you. But last note, thank you for to Kevin Cash for having zero. Uh, feel for the game yep. and just make any move based on an algorithm, like a supercomputer decision in the dugout uh, that that worked in the Dodgers' favor. Thank you. It uh, well, the one run lead, like he's Kevin Cash's asshole was puckered, and so that one run lead, he was playing like they were losing, and so even though his pitcher was dominating. He he gives up a little bleeder base hit, like no one had hit the ball hard. All night long. And all of a sudden, he was, he was run. He couldn't get out there fast enough to pull Snell. And I get it. Like, Snell's face is very difficult to look at. And maybe he was like, the people at home have had enough. They've, had, they've been looking at this guy's face all day and his, and his lack of chin and his weak attempt to cover it up with a goatee. So maybe he was like, I'm doing a favor to the people at home and I have a pretty good bullpen. So... You know, maybe there was more went into it than what we know is what I'm saying. I, don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think people put up with Otis Nixon for like That's 15 true. years. But he was career. a starting pitcher. He did. He, you only saw him during his at bats and occasionally when he would mash his face into the fence. Well, he would he he would go do crack in the dugout between innings, right? That's true. Did we lose Otis Nixon? Probably. I think he might have died. It's kind of a great base dealer. Yeah, no, he just, he went with the double ear flaps, I believe. He did. That's it's. I missed that. I'd like to see that more. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Bachelor. Two episodes have popped off again. I appreciate the audience hanging with us. I cannot tell you how many DMs I received. Countless. A lot of people were hitting me up. Hey, where's the Bachelorette? Are you still guys still going to talk Bachelorette? Um, some, uh, a, a buddy of mine, Maddie was like, Hey, uh, are you going to talk bachelorette? I, I go, man, sorry. The, the world series is getting in the way. And he responded, what's that? Wow. Right. So it's, you know, I mean, you, have, you do have to admit, I haven't seen the ratings, but I, 
I'm pretty sure the Bachelorette outrates a baseball could World be. Series game. Could be. Could be. Um, so what's gone on, Jason? T- I just watched it, but basically on fast forward the last two episodes, a lot going on. It's all about First Dale of- and and uh, and Claire. Right. And, and I'm not going to say it again, but I'm just going to say that Dale, you can give me a thousand names to guess. Yeah. And I would never come up with Dale. No, he doesn't look um, like Dale. The season has been t- pretty tremendous. I mean, Claire is a head case. She cries um, at the drop of a dime. She's the best. Up at the cliche, drop now, of a dime. But, I get it. Uh, she, um, a couple things I've noticed about Claire, and I've always found Claire to be attractive, um, but she did, it seems like she got some upgrades for this season. Um, I, th- I think she her chest has been enhan- enhanced, which is great for her. But also, um, the chiclets has... Has she always had these beaver-like chompers? Did she go to an equine dentist? Because I don't remember her having these massive, massive teeth before. Is this is this new? Is this something I just not, didn't notice? I mean, that's just not my area of expertise. You right. are typically teeth all over the uh, yeah. the teeth, the uh, the hair plugs. You mm. always identify hair plugs, right. mm. eyebrows. Like you're always about the. The aesthetics of the face. I I I typically just look at people um, on the inside. What, uh, the, what they look like on the inside. Oh, I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's true. But but, but anyways. But yeah. but Claire has been uh, tremendous TV, and I'm going to be sorry to see her go. She's yeah. been a great great subject for this. But um, I'm going to say this. I, I ended our last podcast by saying it. Um, the Bachelor franchise, this production company uh, that's had a long run of success here. Um, they really they shot themselves in the foot ultimately because for 20 years they've been selling us on the fact that their franchise is for these people to fall in love. And even though I think there's like a, a 6% of all bachelors are still married to the people they, they, uh, they were engaged to, they, they come back every year and say this is where, where people find love. Well, Claire circumvented the system and fell in love. And the entire franchise was thrown into this massive, like, uh, chaos. And they can't go back on their word. They nope. can't say, Claire, you signed on to date 20 men for the next eight weeks. Mm-hmm. You got to go through the motions. Yep. And, yep. and it, it ended up biting them. And I think that uh, they've done an interesting job of trying to uh, tell the story, kind of knowing the ending here. And I know they've manipulated some shit. Um, and like, like last week, right? Um, they had this uh, group date that that included Dale, um, and for those that don't know, Dale is like a six foot five ex football player. He's he's one of, he's he's he's, uh, he's got those light eyes, black guy, mm-hmm. very very attractive, good looking. Um, and they had this this thing where um, they went to some person that that teaches love languages or something. And Claire was like, you know, I'm a big smell person. She puts on this, um, what do you call it? She puts on a blindfold uh, blindfold, and, and guys come up to her and just hold her and she smells them. It was pretty hot. Guess who they are. And I'm thinking if there were eight guys that went up to her, I'm thinking at least six erections. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it was pretty hot. It wasn't not hot. Um, right. Also, and she was basically, but when Dale came up, well, 
first of all, she kind of knows who's there. And Dale comes up. I don't think that there's a lot of other dudes on the date that are six, five and the five and a half. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jacked. I, I, you know, maybe she got a little bit of his cologne, but she knew exactly who she was dealing with. And because they couldn't make out. Right. They were doing that thing where they like sniff all around their, each other's necks and stuff. And I got to be <laughs> honest, pretty hot, pretty hot. Jason, what is your love language? Do you know your love language? I've been, I, I think I've determined that it's touch. Yeah. Physical touch. That's also my love yeah. language followed closely by quality time. And I don't know the other love languages, but those are mine. But anyways, um, so that, that created like the first of many cringeworthy, awkward moments for, uh, the other guys on the show because she picked Dale the first night said, I found my husband she actually referred to him as her fiance yeah. in this past episode and all of the other 20, 15 to 20 guys, whatever, however many there are, they're just kind of like, what the fuck? Because we signed up for the show. We went through months of quarantine. We, we quit our jobs and this is what, uh, what she's doing to us. And so, um, <laughs> so they kind of determined it on that first date because Claire and him spent a lot of time just hovering over each other and smelling each other. And they're like, whoa. Um, but that was the first, that was the first thing. And there's been at least six or seven things since, but I do have to point this out. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to spend too much time on last week's episode, but this guy, Jason, Jason's the Canadian. Um, he's seems like a really sweet guy, big guy. He's not smart. Um, which he one is he? Which which one is he, Jason? Because there's a Jason and there's a Chasen, and Chasen, no, I I hate Chasen's guts. By the way, first of all, I hate the name. Ch- uh, that's one named, of the reasons. It's a guy named Jason. I haven't met any Chasens in my life. Of course that's not. just that's just stupid. Uh, I guarantee every single Starbucks cup that he's gotten in his life has said Jason. Of course, I guarantee. It. How do you uh, feel about people that spell that have um have yeah, clever spellings of the name J-A-Y-S-E-N Jason. J-A-Y-S-E-N. Yes. What is that? You're just asking. Your parents are basically saying you're going to get your name misspelled your entire life. Who does just that to a kid? Start dealing with it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, no, Jason is from uh, from Canada. And the reason I, I, I love pointing this guy out, uh, not only is he just this big oaf uh, meathead, but he told us or he um, the Chiron told us the first uh, date or the first episode that he's a wildlife manager, wildlife manager. That's his, uh, oh, his job. That's the guy with the beard. I thought his name yeah. was Blake. No, that Blake is the guy that keeps getting away with shit. The oh. two different people. Oh. This is, this is the lug head from Canada. I and, thought they were the same guy. Yeah. So, so, uh, and he got a one-on-one last week, the first one-on-one, yeah. right? And, uh, the, uh, he's a wildlife manager. And just, just to be sure, I went and got the definition of wildlife because a manager of wildlife sounds contradictory. It sounds like bullshit. Right. And the, the, the definition of wildlife, it refers to an undomesticated animal species, but has come to include all organisms that grow or live in an area without being introduced by humans. And this guy in Canada is a manager of wildlife. Right. So you, that's, makes, that's a contradiction in terms. Makes no sense at all. He said on the date that this is the scaredest, the scaredest thing I've ever done in my life because yeah. he's not a vulnerable guy. Yeah. That day went cool. She gave him the rose fine. But the big date that ends up making a um, 
making a big splash at the beginning of this past episode is that um, the second group date, they get a card that says, I'm looking for a man with balls. And that just started. That was the first time they mentioned balls out of 80 that got a little giggle. And it's just it's so uh, it's so like immature in high school. Right. One of the guys, one of the black guys says, we're going to play dodgeball after they told him that they're going to do dodgeball. We're going to play dodgeball. He says, I can't ask for a better date. And I'm thinking you're right. If you're in fourth grade, it's it's probably the best date that you could possibly have. These grown men are playing dodgeball, and she turns it into strip dodgeball. Yeah, and, oh, so that was her idea? Well, she was fed that. Oh, yeah, and the losers, not only not only do the losers have to go home and the winners could extend their date, yeah. if that wasn't enough, then the losers actually um, had to bear everything at the end. Not had to, but were asked to or suggested to by Claire – I'm thinking, my God, in the Me Too movement and all this shit, you have women asking a group of men to show their penis on national TV. Yeah. If if there were four, if there were five of them, four of them just went completely naked, and then they went up and hugged her. They had like a close yeah. hug with their, their butt naked. Yeah. Um, a, a, this, a couple dudes were in a real rush to get it out. Like, cause they were, they got oh, them yeah. down to like some, um, like speedo type bikini briefs. And then they're like, okay, well you guys might have to. And then uh, like, even before <laughs> there was a couple dudes that were just like, here you go here. They were displaying it. They were really proud of what they had going on and good for them. And by the way, I'm not that guy. Like I'm not going to be the first guy. I'm going to yeah. be the guy that you have to convince no. or give money to. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I don't really care. One thing, and I think I've mentioned it on this podcast. One thing that Howard Stern and I um, share very bank, bank, very bank balance. Very, oh, I wish. Yeah. Very 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 um, small limp penis. <laughs> That's the one thing that he and so every time he would talk about it on yeah. the show, for yeah. like the last. 30 years. I really did relate to that. But you know, the guy's like six, seven and I'm five, 10. So maybe it's all relative. Yeah. uh, It's well, it's also, and you've coined a, you coined a term on this show. Um, except I can't, I'm not, now I'm not gonna be able to recall it because you said there's a, there's a, um, grower and what was, cause, cause the actual term is grower and shower, but you, you had your own term for it, like grower and, and something else that was wrong. That was funny. Yeah. It, it's grower is the term for, uh, me. Yeah. And then there, I came up with a term for the guy that starts off long and just gets hard. Right. Locker so whatever, room dick. Whatever that is. Some guys, whatever that is. Yeah. Some guys dicks are the same size. Right. Whether That's they're hard or soft, they just get a little blood in them. I don't. I I have a I have a big range myself. I mean, not a big range, but like between, you know, the the erect one and the soft one. So I definitely I'm okay if I can get a little blood in it first, like not full erection. But what you want to do is give you what you want to give do is give the illusion that there's there's a right. lot more growing to do because it doesn't look completely erect. You just get a little blood going in it and they go, oh, that well, that's what his soft dick looks like, even though you're like pretty close to 
full size at that point. So she hugs these guys and says, you guys are all great sports. Go ahead, go home. And, uh, and then the, the guys that won are able to extend the date. But Yosef, who becomes a major factor in last night's episode, Yosef, he was the guy last week that some guy called out for, uh, for mixing it up with, with chicks online right. and called him out at, at, the, at the rose ceremony, the yes. first ceremony, and the tattletale was the one who got shipped home. Yosef stayed, but he's got a daughter. And he's no, going to let you. Wait, know, hold he's on. Let you know that he has a daughter. I was going to oh. ask: Does Yosef have a daughter, and is he? Could he be with her instead right now than being on the show? <laughs> there are two things that are unclear in the, in this show, and both of them come to a head in last night's episode. What age is Claire, and does Yosef have a daughter? Is is Claire? And I don't know if anybody knows this, so I might let me know if I'm talking out of school. Is Claire the oldest bachelorette in history? I think so. And also, is she thirty nine? She must. She mentioned it once, maybe it was, right. it was it was in passing, so it was tough to catch. But uh, so Yosef, um, they show him back at the house when the guys come in naked. They walked into the house naked. Yeah, and then they just and, hung out naked, and they didn't, and, like, sit on any towels or anything. And they put, like, common pillows from the sofa right. over, over their, their, dicks. their yeah. junk. Yeah. Um, just put on some so, shorts. Like, you're done, you're done doing the bit or, like, throw a towel on or whatever. So Yosef is like, what happened? And they tell him. And, and all of a sudden, he becomes very indignant. And then – they tease from last week's episode that he's going to bring it up to Claire at the rose ceremony that night. He's yep. going to bring it up. Yep. So this episode last night begins with Yosef calling Claire out. He sits down. Um, and usually guys, when they promise they're going to confront somebody, it usually comes up short of what they promised. You know, it becomes up a little lame. This guy was the opposite. No, he, he delivered. Was like, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up with Claire, and they're like, Yeah, you should, and whatever. And then he just completely bulldozed her. Came off obviously as this uh, misogynistic, dominating dude that quote oh, yeah. unquote she's been in therapy trying to work on since Juan Pablo. Um, yeah, he, start, he starts saying that there's a there's a daughter involved. And that she's a, a bad example because she forced guys to get naked on a date. Yeah. He called it appalling. He's offended. He does not ever want to be a part of this. And then um, at some point he says, you know, you're the most mature bachelorette. And, you know, obviously you weren't mature with this and all this. And she just starts steaming. She starts steaming. Well, I mean, she let him go for a while. So Yo Joseph um, hates women. He, Obvious. he hates women. He's his mom did something to him or someone in his life, maybe an ex. So usually this stuff imprints pretty early. Whatever happened to this guy, he hates women and they were not able to vet that enough before he came on the show because usually they don't allow this kind of person on. Additionally, Joseph, I don't feel will be appearing on any bachelors in paradise or any future bachelor uh tv shows 
But I did like at one point where he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, I just didn't, I would never participate in that thing today. I wouldn't get my dick out. And she's like, okay, yeah, I understand. And he goes, and he goes, you know, I'm, I could be home with my daughter right now and I'm really missing her. And Claire to empathize goes, yes, she goes, I totally understand. And she goes, my mom is dying and be- yes. and before she could even take another breath to say another word, he goes, let me continue. <laughs> like anytime somebody you like you bring up somebody's family member and, the, and they're like, hey, that person's passed or that person's sick. You always go, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Just it's just a reflex. His immediate reflex is why is this fucking bitch interrupting me? I'm a man. <laughs> And a man gets to talk when a man feels like talking and no woman is allowed to tell me her mom is dying when I have a very important point to make. That's the thing. Like she interrupted his momentum as a as a part of his uh, I'm going to destroy this chick. He was he said every hour I spent here was an hour less I spent with my daughter. That was a part of the whole guilt trip slash dominant make it make a point and make it hurt spiel and she had the balls to interject with her own personal story and he wanted nothing of it it wasn't a you know what i'm really sorry about that but i'm really annoyed and i need to get something off my chest if he would have just said something like that but he just bulldozed her and he 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 continues to say what what what, how i kind of recap things and then at some point they start talking about uh, I would never let – he says something about I would never let you be the mother to my child. And yes. then she yells at him and says I would never want you to be the father of my child. And it was, it got personal. It got, it got as like yeah. – it seemed as raw as this show gets. Um, and then you know, Yosef with the walk-off shot was like uh, I expect more from the – oldest bachelorette like he had to emphasize that word yeah that Um, was that was something i thought it was great it was great tv i liked it it too um claire got got the was on the receiving end and it it hit me it hit me uh she told him in in one of the moments i have spent years of therapy trying to get over the last time a man talked to me like that and she's referring to Juan Pablo on her season of The Bachelor. Now, yeah. I I swear to God, this show does this sometimes. Well, it's just weird. Hold on, Are hold you, on, hold on. It, is that the takeaway? Because she's. I thought I heard her say that she has. She came on The Bachelor to get over um, an abusive relationship that she kept going back to. So oh, okay. I, well, I took I it to that. mean that was pre Juan Pablo, but then also she did need to therapize the Juan Pablo situation. Well, that, the thing is, like, um, it, it, it brings up a, a bigger point, and you're probably right. I missed that part, but it's it's often funny, like, hear people refer to their past relationship on the show. No, like, it's, it's crazy. Like nothing happened between the last four years between Juan Pablo and here. This is this was my ex- two experiences. <laughs> and, yeah. she, and like I said last week or two weeks ago, I was like, she's the perfect subject because of that. 
because she actually believes in this process. And I think she said it again last night. Um, But anyways, she's very earnest. That's why she makes a great bachelorette. But also we're starting to learn that it also is could be why she makes a bad bachelorette. Well, the deal is this. Um, This fight, um, this fight, the results of this fight is that Dale, the 6'5 football player that she has fallen in love with, comes up to her and comforts her. Yeah. Um, before he does that Dale's kind of a bitch and there were a bunch of guys around and I hear a guy like that talking to a woman and maybe he's somebody I kind of know he's not like some crazy person on the street that could stab me and I got five other dudes around me I feel pretty fucking confident going over there and using my hands on that person like he they should have kicked his fucking ass like that's the real way to comfort Claire is beat the fuck (laughs) out of that guy Pound him into submission and then go, hey, sorry, this asshole was talking to you like that. Fuck him. And and this moment becomes big. I have a feeling it's one of the big moments that ends her time on the show. But like um, there was a funny part that happens every once in a while on this show where, yeah, they all heard the guy yelling at her on the way out and they all get up and they all start talking among themselves like, hey, man, that's that BS, man. He shouldn't be talking that way. And like but there's always this like this line they need to walk between wanting to look protective for her, wanting to look like they care. And at the same time, wanting to look cool with the dudes. That's, that's the the line that they, they try to walk all the time. So that's why you never quite get that. You know, I'm going to take this guy back behind the shed and kick his ass. There's always that kind of like fine line that these people walk for some reason, but Dale, Dale hugs her and she, she loves it. He's a she real says, captain. I'm sorry. I can't get with this Dale guy. He's just a little bit. He's like he's tall, good looking. He's already got the girl and it's clear that he's got the girl and he still comes in and like interrupts people's one on one time and is like, hey, actually, I will sit down. And he still takes her for an hour. And it's like, dude. Everyone knows you won. It's openly talked about on the show while you're on it. Nobody thinks they have a chance. How about you just fucking sit back for a minute and let some people be on TV? Dude, um, I I don't know if you were fast forwarding this, but um, if you were to go to that group date uh, that she kind of I guess she bailed on the day portion of the group date and just told him we're going to hang out at a cocktail party and talk. Yep. That was code for Dale and I are going to go back to my place and do everything but intercourse. Well, at one um, well, at one point when they're do when they're almost intercoursing. Oh, I forgot when when Dale's comforting her, she's like, "You." He said, "All these guys are just appeasing me," and she's like, "Are you just appeasing me?" And Dale's like. I'm here. He goes, I'm here to please you. How about that? I mean, that was a pretty good line. I'll give him that. That was, I, I, I respect him there. Then she gets counseled by Deanna Pappas and Deanna, I, I sort of remember like thinking De- Deanna Pappas was kind of cute. And did I, was I wrong in that assessment early on? Because I just feel I wasn't feeling the same way second time around with Deanna Pappas, but they have the, he forces the, the group hug Dale and yeah. then he's like, "Hey, can I get him? Can I get a minute?" And they go, they, "I need five minutes." Five I need minutes. five minutes. They go to her room. They're doing a makeout session, and then she and there she's on the bed. He's between her legs. They're fully yeah. dressed, and she goes, "This is so hard." And the fucking camera 
hands out <laughs> to his ass and him grinding them, grinding their genitals, dry humping against each other, like double entendre. Like, OK, we get it. We understand that there's two reasons it's so hard in that moment. OK, you can continue. <laughs> And by the way, she did admit on camera in an interview afterwards that um, she would have had sex with him if if oh if really they had an unlimited amount. Of, oh yeah, she said something about she used some euphemism, but she basically said it would have been on. I could, I, oh. I wasn't going to be able to stop that. Oh uh, wow! So so um so I mean they're just they're dry humping and I. I think somebody mentioned the fact that it was like an hour long. Like they, they went yeah, away for an hour they, and all the dudes were just sitting there. They walked it back. They were like, he's been gone an hour. And then when they, all the guys confronted him after I heard somebody say 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So whatever it was, it's a total, uh, in, uh, in the framework of this show, a total dick move. But as you pointed out, in recent years, we see people breaking rules all the time. So the rules don't really factor in here. And like you said, we already know that Dale is going to win. And these dudes are just getting to know that, just figuring it out. Um, they come back and Dale gives them some weird ass explanation, says he was dazed and confused. He came out of the bathroom and then he just starts talking gibberish as yeah. an excuse. Yeah. And some dude is like, man, own this. Say I wanted more time with her. I, I, I wanted to spend more time. Just own it. That's what it was. Yeah. And for some reason, Dale would not admit that he's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. But it really struck me in this episode. I said it on the last podcast and I, you know, I hate to be right about these things, uh, and I hope I'm not right, but there's no way in hell these two people are going to stay together and be married. Dale has the look of a player, and the, everyone knows that guy, just kind of that jock from high school that's going to just going to be in and out. He's going to use his platform for whatever famous reason he needs to, but Claire doesn't know that. Claire does, doesn't know that. Yeah. It's going to suck. It's, it's hard to but. know. I don't know. He's from South Dakota. Who knows? He's maybe once he gets a taste of fame because she goes on the date with that Jason guy who was also a football player. And he was he was like an O lineman and that dropped a hundred and something pounds. And his whole thing is like, I need to come out to you. And this is this is a, a move that I, I really respect and that a lot of guys are able to pull off. His whole thing was like. I'm a player. I've fucked too much. I did all I want to do is just have sex with hot girls all the time. But I, I want to reform from that. That's why I'm here to that's why I'm here to find love. And that is that is a move that is a hundred percent a move that lots and lots of people fall for when the when the I'm a player guy tells you he's looking to reform and you're the one that can reform him. A, a lot of girls are like, Oh, uh, this is a project. I can fix this guy. He doesn't, he's ready. He's done all the playing. He's ready yeah. to not be a player. And so when J Jason's admitting that, I don't, I don't really know if, if Dale is player status already, but being on the bachelor could catapult him into that where it's getting thrown at him a lot. Remember Norm core, Nick, Nick vile worst oh, fucking yeah. character in history. 
This guy was a Midwest guy, nerd, nerd from Wisconsin that mumbles, still mumbles. He's not that cute. And all of a sudden he comes on this show and now he he fucked Betty Draper. Like this guy gets more ass than a fucking bar stool. Like it's 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 intoxicating. yeah. If the farmer didn't manslaughter someone, that right. guy was on that path too, right? No, he's still the farmer. the farmer, despite committing that murder on the road in Iowa, he was he was just recently slaying Victoria F. I think they just broke up. Like that has he has not slowed down. The only problem for the farmer is that he makes a fantastic living farming, but he's he does it in some field in Iowa. So right. it's hard to transport the butt to where he is. He's got he's got to bounce out and get some. <laughs> so he can't like Nick Viles like fuck it. I'm moving to L.A. I'm starting a podcast. I'm going to bang Betty Draper. Uh, Chris, the murdering farmer, he can't do that. He's stuck in Iowa because that's where he he makes his he makes hay while the sun shines. Right. So to speak. Yeah, it makes pretty good living. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And so um, so you might be right. Maybe this guy's kind of a, a, a shy guy from the Dakotas, but he he strikes me as a very temporary thing yeah. that uh, is 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 has his sights on much more than uh, than Claire Crawley. And she's going to get uh, very upset when that well, happens. There but is, anyway. And I hate to I hate to I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Claire is uh, thirty nine. I believe Dale. He's like, he's like 31. He's 30. like 31, which to me, I like, I'm, I'm all, I'm 31. I'm dating a 39 year old. I got no problem with that. I think that's perfect. But I feel like that, that could be too much of an age gap for some people. 31, you're not super mature yet. You're not ready to settle down as a guy, a 39 year old woman. A lot of times, going to be too much woman for you, and I think that could be the problem. That that will just be one combined with everything that yeah. I have listed as yeah. as something that I mean. Well, we don't do yeah. spoilers, so for all we know, they're not together. Right? But we don't. We don't Carl get knows that. all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that causes a stir. Finally, the rest of the guys are are, are basically have basically come to the conclusion that she's in it for him. Yeah. And him only. Yeah. Um, on that date, right? And then they do this other <laughs> group date where the the activity of the group date is a roast. They have Margaret Cho there. Yeah, it's a yeah. roast. Yeah. If, yeah. What do you do with in a roast? Yeah. You do you uh, shit, awkward, uncomfortable yeah. humor about subjects. That's what exactly what it is. It's great. Um, and Claire, I guess, was really cool with the concept, unless it was about her fiance, because. These dudes started just lining up and each one of them just kept kicking um, Dale in the nuts with like, you know, from the lamest of jokes to some pretty good ones. Um, And she was put off by this. She was like, why would they be that way? I'm not going to sit here and just take people taking shots at my fiance. Like she she really got upset. So much so yeah. that spends the rest of the night um, talking to the other dudes about what they meant when they said that thing about Dale. 
They didn't, (laughs) she didn't spend any intimate time with anybody on the date. She pulled them aside and said, so when you said this about Dale, what did you mean? Like, what's going on there? What, what has he said to you? It was like a little like high school conversation. Like, does he like me? We've all been on that date when you first meet somebody and their whole, the only thing they want to talk about is their ex. My ex was like this. Here's why it didn't work out. Me and my ex used to go here and we didn't understand why I like to do this. And it was like, and it's like, Hey, I don't fucking care. I don't like, (laughs) right. Cool. But like I'm here now. So that's a little annoying, but imagine you're on a date with somebody and the whole time she can't stop talking about who she'd rather be a date on a date with and asking you your thoughts on that person she'd rather be dating besides you. Like you get why the guys didn't like it. She's like, why'd you guys say all that stuff about Dale? And is that true that Dale, what Dale said about me and Dale, Dale, Dale. And it's like, dude, and all, and at least two guys were like, Hey, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's talk about something different, including the wealth manager, Barrett. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Dude, Barrett's great. He's great. Barrett got up and did the best road. I love yeah, Barrett. He, he delivers some great wines. Yeah. He's uh, the damn throughout. Daniel of this season. He he looks like Clark Kent. Yeah. I guess he, he's worth millions of dollars, he, whatever. But he brought um, like nine pairs of loafers. <laughs> right. He's like, let me right. show you my room, and he's got the like the way better room, and right. it's got you know it's like a suite. And he goes in, and he's like, here, let me show you my other fireplace, and then laid out in front of his fireplace is like seven pairs of almost identical Gucci loafers. Like how? Like I think one of those would have been enough, but no, he's like he's set up. He's the um, he's the snooty, like uh, very well privileged white guy. Yeah, he went to Harvard, the East Coast. Yeah. Went to Harvard with Mark Zuckerberg. Right, and but he has a sense of humor about himself. He doesn't take himself totally. too seriously. Yeah, he's he's uh, in on the joke. It's all a little ironic, and yeah. I always appreciate that. No I matter agree. What. So um, so anyways, again, it was a roast, and these guys were pretty funny. They roasted her fiance. And she pulls a move that we have not seen on any Bachelor franchise. I, I don't know. Reality Steve might be able to call me on this. But she sits down with all the dudes a, a, after the date, and she holds the rose up and says, um, yeah, nobody earned this tonight. And she just yeah. walks off. I think that's happened that before. It? I think that's happened Has before. It really? Yeah. yeah. I think that's. Not one person got a rose, yeah. um, which, is, which is great. I mean, again, great TV. Um, and all of them now know this is it. This is this is our reality. Totally. Yeah. And what are we going to do? Well, the boy band manager who actually kind of uh, I respect a little bit more after seeing him uh, uh, talk last night. Boy band manager with all the tattoos was like, um, why are we here? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, I didn't come on the show to watch. Uh, a two people fall in love before going through the process, basically. And this whole thing is, is a, is a sham. And, and basically um, they teased it to where the next episode is going to start off with the rose ceremony. And they kind of alluded to a boycott of men that are like, fuck this. You can't really blame them. Of course not. Yeah. They're accessories. They're not, you know, they're, they came there to find love and increase their Instagram following. (laughs) And I I do have to bring up one thing. Um, There were two men on this episode who got sent home that we probably will never see again on a bachelor, bachelor franchise. 
Um, Zach, uh, the over muscular, really short guy, got uh, got a one on one. Oh, was he short? And, he Jack oh, Zach. He's, he's he's her height. He. Oh, um, I didn't realize that they went and oh, got yeah. pedicures. Okay, explain to me what happened because I I didn't feel like rewinding. First of all, this yeah. guy is like um, a spastic, like bounce off the walls guy. Yeah. He's like. He's like ultra, like a risk taking adrenaline guy, and he and he just doesn't sit still. He, he's got ADD or something. So their date was them sitting still and getting pampered. So um, he was like visibly nervous, yeah. not comfortable with this. I need to be doing something, and she sensed it. And she said in the interview portion, she's like, I'm getting a bad vibe, kind of a strange vibe from Zach. He, he's not he's just doesn't know how to how to simmer down or whatever. So then they go to the the pool, I guess, yeah. outside her room. Yep. And they they're swimming around and Zach is saying a couple more awkward things. Uh, she says, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get ready for tonight's dinner. I'll see you at the dinner and she leaned in to kiss the guy, which yeah. was kind of weird because yeah. right? the, the whole episode is like she's made up her mind. Why would she tease these other dudes? She leans in to kiss him. I guess he wasn't as receptive as she wanted him to be with the kiss. She pulls back and says, well, never mind. I guess she didn't want to kiss me. And then this guy proceeds to go over the line and trying to clarify what she meant. Yeah. He was like pulling on her yes. and being aggressive Grabbed and trying her. to get answers. He obviously wanted another chance at kissing her. Yeah. <laughs> and he like he ruined himself. Um so much so that uh Claire told Chris Harrison to go to the dinner table that he was sitting at and tell him not only is she not coming to dinner, but you're gonzo. No, you're he, out of here. he terrified her. Like he did some, there was something in his reaction where I get that he didn't realize that she was going in for a kiss and I believe him there, but because she was like, Oh, I guess you're not going to kiss me and walked away. He, he got desperate and he fucking like grabbed her and was like, hold on. And she rightly so, freak the fuck out he demonstrated something to her that gave her a flashback or just let her know enough that this guy is kind of scary and i don't want to be around him anymore her point was as soon as i started to feel uncomfortable um i need to be left alone let me deal with that discomfort don't yeah. get in my face don't yep. touch me don't insist on kissing me get the fuck out of my face so i think both the guys that went home last night we're never going to see again they've they have violated the rules yep. of engagement what, for both the show what, and white wait another guy went home or was that the first episode um matt liner matt liner went home oh yeah. that's a great one no no yeah. it was the first episode but this is a great one I like these uh, these scenes in these shows where uh, he sits down after a date with her and he says in the interview portion, he's like, you know what? I thought the first impression that night was a little awkward. This is my chance at a second chance at a first impression. And he, he sits down with her and he starts talking about how excited he is to be on the show and that she's super hot. And she gives him a chance, like a softball question, like, yeah, well, you know. 
what else do you think I am? I mean, I, you know, other than looks, what else do you think I am? And he, he doesn't have an answer. Yeah. He never, yes. he didn't even come yes. up with a bullshit yes. answer. Yes. And his quote was exactly, um, I don't have a specific answer for you. It's that's, it's amazing because <laughs> you, um, Jason, you have a really attractive girlfriend. I happen to think I have a really attractive girlfriend as well. What, what you realize is when you have, when you date a pretty girl, she has been told many, many times before she met you how hot she is. She is mm-hmm. aware that guys find her attractive. If you're just – if that's all you're going to say, it's it's something she's heard before and something that she frankly finds irritating. You, She wants to know what you think about her and all this guy – I couldn't think of a second thing. Make anything up. I love that you're focused on your career. I love that you um, that you love your dog so much, or your that your family yeah. focused. Like it's so easy to think of anything else. And he was literally stumped. It was amazing. It was amazing, and like, and again, she does. She seems to do this a lot. She says, um, you know. I'm not going to go through that again. I've been with guys that have just been with me for my looks. And then again, I think she's talking about Juan Pablo again, and she only exists in the bachelor world, but you said that she went through a couple other things. So, um, but it's like, so she, she sends him home. He had the balls at some point after that awkward exchange to be like, um, I know you feel it too, that, you know, there have been moments there. And she's like, actually, I don't feel that way. And uh, can I walk you out? <laughs> it was awesome. Oh. She, she escorted Matt. La- the walking out is great because this hotel that they're at is, you know, they're quarantined on the grounds. <laughs> so yeah, walking it's, out. Right? And it's funny because I've stayed, I've mentioned before, I've, my first wedding took place at this resort and I've probably stayed there, I don't know eight times in my life. So it, it's just funny that somebody walks out and you know, they're getting in a limo. That's just going to drive them like 80 feet and <laughs> hang a right. And then they're going to be at their room. Like it's literally, it should be, it's golf cartable. Like it would be way better if they're like, let me walk you out. And they walked them out and they literally got on the back of a, of a resort <laughs> golf court and got driven to their <laughs> golf cart and got driven to their room. There, there is a uh, obviously there's a housing area uh, where all the 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 castoffs go. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they're going to be invited back for Tasha or not, but all the castoffs go because um, they're quarantined. And last night they always have the visual of the uh, of the production assistant coming into the home and taking the suitcase of the guy that got yep. that got cast. And that, that's a symbol to the rest of the guys. He's out. And in my head, you first think like, man, that's the suitcase that they're going to give him to go to the airport right now and go home. But no, it was a suitcase to get him to the other end of the hotel. Yeah, especially because it's quarantine. So it's not like you can just get on a flight like they have to coordinate how people are going to get to where they're going. So they probably (laughs) hang out there for at least a couple more days, if not the whole shooting schedule. They might have signed up and said, hey, if you come, you cannot leave because there's a quarantine happening. Flights weren't going on like it was. It's hard to get places at this time. That's why. Um. That's I, I did think last night, and this is a reality, Steve, like right down the middle pitch. If I asked him, he obviously knows. Um, but 
I'm, I'm wondering if the cast-offs for this show get brought back for Tasha. Have you heard anything about that? I have. I think she just comes in. I think it's just like you bring in a relief pitcher. It's like Blake Snell gets pulled. The lineup is the lineup. You can't, if you've already used a pinch hitter, the pinch hitter can't come back in the game. He already had his at-bat. So Matt Leinert's not coming back. I can tell you for sure, Yosef sure as fuck ain't coming back. There, she's going to come in at the level that Claire was at, and she's going to have her choice of the guys that are that remain. That, that just doesn't make any sense. My theory. Okay. Not a, I, don't, I don't think the cast-offs are coming back. That would be weird. My theory is that they blend in a few more. Oh, new they, guys. They, they can't just deal with yeah, Claire. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So they'll blend in a few guys. But anyways, um, that's how the end of this show is teased. They, uh, they show a slow-motion uh, I, basically, they were doing Phoebe Cates from Fast Times at Richmond High. Very subtle. Getting out of the pool um, <laughs> as the next thing. So next week, the shit's going to hit the fan. They're going to show how Claire leaves the show yes. with uh, Dale yes. and then bring out Tasha. Very subtle the way um, Tasha was introduced coming out of the water with a very <laughs> close shot of her ample breasts uh, do we know if Tasha's well endowed i don't i'm not aware i couldn't tell by the way she was introduced as the the new bachelor at the replacement bachelorette and uh hey she's no pedro Baez. by the way dude yeah i would not and this would be a great story is there a chance that dale dumps claire so quickly that he's that he asked to come back because he really likes Tasha, because she's really hot. Yeah, that um, wow, that would be. And a she's lot. 24, 25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a, a strange <laughs> turn of events. But as we can see, as we can see with the way Blake constantly interrupts dates and gets fucking roses for it, there are no rules to the show anymore. There's no, there's never been rules. The rules get broken all the time. You could be doing a season, and Nick Vile, who you've already had sex with at jade and tanner's wedding shows up halfway through the season you have sex with him again and then you tell the producers oh by the way he's a contestant now what <laughs> what are the rules well, boy, to this uh, by the way um and reality steve knows this if it's the rumor that uh dale and claire were were yes at the very least talking it's, it on sure social seemed media like it. before it, the show right yeah, it sure seemed and like it. Um, remember, they made a big deal out of uh, Blake yep. in the first episode, having been the only person that reached out to her. Yep. And he violated the rule. He put himself in jeopardy, and she she rewarded it by saying, that's brave. That's what I'm looking for. It's like feeding a dog at the dinner table. The next episode, Blake again does something wrong. I think he got he, – he wasn't on a date. Or something, and he just went to her room, yeah, into he, the room. No, he where was he on, shouldn't have been. He was on the team that lost. He was on the dick oh, out. He was the naked guy. Yeah. He was a naked guy. He still went to the actual date, and and she rewarded it again. He she was, said that's a. He was sitting naked on the couch with a pillow over his dick, and he's like, <laughs> "Fuck this!" So he walked outside, did a stand up nude to the camera. And was like, you know, I don't, I just don't know what, I think I might go to her room. Goes, gets dressed, shows up at her date, and he's like, hey, can I interrupt? And the, and the little bitch that's on a date, I don't, I never understand this. He's like, well, weren't you, didn't you like lose? 
And then he's like, I guess I'd be like, fuck no, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is my time. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, but he lets him, he, there must be some understanding that if a guy wants to break up the uh, date, you, you have to allow him. And he comes in and then she gives him a rose. She, she rewards yeah. this behavior the second time she's done that. Exactly Unbelievable. right. Unbelievable. Uh, okay. Anything else to add? No, I, I, I'm just going to reiterate what I said at the beginning. This has been a um, a very interesting uh, season of this franchise. I mean, for for guys like you and me that have seen a lot, there's not much we haven't seen. Um, we openly mock the show for being so uh, repetitive and cliched and shit. But this season has been great storytelling. I have I have to completely own it's that. Good. I'm enjoying this. I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying it. Um, I like it too. I don't, you know, obviously I, I love the Dodgers more and they were playing every single night. So it was hard. Go Dodgers. Yeah, go Dodgers. Dodgers are back. They're World Series champions. Um, so, but it's nice to have, to be able to jump back into the Bachelorette and great season. Interested in the twists. Can't wait to see what happens next week, and we'll definitely recap it here. See you then, dude. All right. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next time. It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckner, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection. We're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. we starting in LA and then we travel the world. we toasting champagne. We got 32 girls. Who gets a home? Town and who's the most hated, who had the best date, and who's getting eliminated. We always speculating like you wouldn't believe, but I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle, lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle.